Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. All right, welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Jake, man, we're about the middle of this week. What's going on? Man, we are rocking and rolling, ready to go is all I know. Uh, kids are kids are finishing up ball. Soccer just finished. Football, we have one more game. Uh, went up to Jackson last this past Monday and uh, put on a pretty good show up there. So kids are fired up. This last game coming in, we should uh, hopefully they'll they'll learn take what they learned in this last one and apply it. And we don't have quite the uh, <laughs> you know when you're dealing with fifth and sixth graders, they uh, they sometimes forget things. And I'm hoping yeah, maybe ha- we don't forget it again. That definitely happens with a K-4 and second grade as well. So I don't know exactly what point that may come out, but it's it's there at that age as well. From what I watched, somebody sent me a thing the other day on a uh, professional football game where the coach was over there and he was uh, giving a one-two to several high-paid players. So apparently it still falls out even at a professional level. <laughs> It'd probably happen to you and I if we were in those shoes. Dude, I fall out now all the time. I mean, especially the older I get, I think the more I forget. So, um, yep. And they say it just gets worse. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm but the sure. good thing is, is the more you forget, eventually you'll forget that you forgot, and it won't bother you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, we got a pretty good, pretty good guest with us today. He's a local guy to, you know, pretty much where we live down in Liberty, Mississippi, Southwest Mississippi area. And I think we're gonna have a pretty good story come come with him. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear this. Uh, known him for a little while, so uh, and and seeing what he's been doing, how he's gotten how he's gotten to where he is now, what they're doing now is pretty cool. I know they've got some big stuff coming up, and uh, I can't wait to hear and let him tell us what all they do have coming up. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So. I guess without 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 further ado, we'll go ahead and introduce our guest today. We got Mr. Derek Shipley on the line. Derek, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much, man. I'm in Rosedale, Louisiana, uh, waiting on. Well, I would say I was waiting on October first for uh, hunting season, but I don't think I'm gonna be hunting in uh, 90, 98 degree weather. I just can't do it, man. So I'll uh, tell you <laughs> what, it's, it, it's been rough. I know Jake, but I, we talked about it on a couple couple podcasts already how you know teal season opened up in the 90 degrees and man it's looking like both seasons gonna be the same way oh definitely dude this is, i just i'm so ready for that first cool snap and i've been waiting on it waiting on it every day every time i look at the 10-day forecast it don't look don't look good in the future man well i can tell oh, you all <laughs> this uh last saturday morning south louisiana got some rain on thursday and friday which made it even worse but uh one of the guys that was hunting with me Friday morning told me, he said, I think that one just picked me up off the ground. Uh, talking about <laughs> one of the mosquitoes. They were actually lighting on the thermosail. I mean, I, I tried to get a picture of them actually sitting on the thermosail while it was cranked up. And I'm like, all right, we, we've got some, we got some stupid some issues. <laughs> yes. They're on steroids down here in South Louisiana. Oh, man. I know I've been, this past weekend, I was trying to get some food plots ready and i did a little bit of burning at the house and man i tell you what with 90 degrees and you throw a little fire in the mix it doesn't take long to soak a shirt my goodness but the the smoke should have helped kind of keep the mosquitoes off of you just a little bit 
Man, I really didn't notice the mosquitoes. It may have been I was just I was battling the heat so much. But we got that done, and hopefully here in the next couple of weeks I can get some seeds in the ground and at least go ahead and make it feel like hunting season in that perspective. Just just aside this heat, but well, the two young, you know, the two young you know men, we're gonna catch us a cool snap. The two young men I had in the blind with me Friday morning, both were able to get their first blue wing teal. And oh, that's awesome. they were doing a little bit of fussing, one doing more than the other about the mosquitoes and the the grass and the itching and, you know, everything leading up to daylight. And when the first group of teal came in and they started shooting, I don't think I heard another complaint about a mosquito. I mean, it was it was over with. It was, you know, got guys. But it's funny how that works. It? Yeah. I mean, it shut it down right then and there. I t- I tell you a real quick one here, and then we'll we'll get in in the in the Derek. But so my my oldest son, man, him and I are going up to Kentucky here in a I don't know a couple few weeks for for youth gun season up there, and so we got the rifle out and he shot it last year, but he's he you know he hadn't been shooting that long. He he went duck hunting a couple times with me last year with his twenty gauge he got for Christmas, and he's one of these kids always worried about how hard the gun's going to kick and. You know, I told him last year, I said, well, when that bird came in last year, you didn't think anything about that gun kicking, did you? He like, no, I don't think I did. I said, well, I promise you, son. I said, if we get a buck walk out, the last thing on your mind is going to be how hard that gun's going to kick. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't know if I've so, ever felt to recoil when something was out there in front of me. You know, not a target. Oh, no. But- well, I take it back. The scope come back and kissed me between the eyes once, and I, I really did think about that one. <laughs> I think I went up with about four stitches across from eyebrow to eyebrow. So, Yep. So, Derek, I think there is probably a band that you've heard of before, Parish County Line, right? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it's going very, very well, dude. I'm very, very blessed, and uh, me and the guys are very blessed about what we're getting to do and the people we're getting to open up for and just the things that we've gotten to do the past at least four, three, three or four years. And uh, we've actually been together for about eight years total. And and uh, all started out as just my idea of wanting to play 80s and 90s country music and because uh, there wasn't anywhere, anybody, any band around Baton Rouge that was actually doing it. And yeah, that's how it all got started. And so we just got together, and I finally got I got some guys. And man, I tell you what, the you know trying to put a band together, uh, you know, and finding the right guys that that has the same ambition and the same drive, it's just unbelievable. That's why you always hear bands breaking up. But I got very very lucky and uh, found these guys, a group of guys, and from most they all well they're actually all from Louisiana. I have a guitar player named Ross Pilcher from St. Francisville, Louisiana. And uh, his daddy, his daddy, and him and his daddy are big time hunters. And then I got Travis Hood on the bass guitar, and from Dedham Springs, Louisiana. And then I got Trent Cha Cha on the drums from Baton, from right here in Baton Rouge, old Catholic high school boy. And then uh, Mr. Zach Stevens on the steel guitar from Watson, Louisiana. And we just recently added uh, old boy from Marganza, Louisiana, one of the best guitar players that. I've had the privilege to play with uh, Mr. Seth Acott. So that's where we're at right now with Parish County Line, man, and we're getting to do some great things. I'm sure we'll talk about a little little bit of 
bottom, you know, later on in the show. So, yeah, and you you're actually the lead singer, right? I am, man. I, I I've been singing, you know, pretty much all my life. You know, most like everybody gets started in church, and and you know, you hear people, my mom singing by me, and you just listen, and you just start singing, and just kind of caught on. And my dad pushed a lot of bluegrass music on us when we were kids, when we were growing up on the state line right there, and in, in in between Liberty, Mississippi, and Clinton, Louisiana. And, and that's actually how I come up with the band name because, I mean, trying to find a band name is one of the hardest things I've ever done throughout my years of playing music. And I was like, man, I got, I got to think about this for a minute. And I said, well, I grew up in Mississippi, and all my my band members are from Louisiana. I said, and I grew – my actual property line was the state line. So we could shoot a squirrel in Mississippi and it landed in, in Louisiana. So I was like, Parrish County Line, and it just clicked like that. And – uh and about you know you know about three months later, uh, that Florida Georgia line came out with their number their their first hit uh, called Cruise, and then so I was like man you know everybody's gonna think we mimicked off of them but we I really didn't know anything about Florida Georgia line and they had just come out with their first song but and I had named the band before but you know, that, you know so I said should we change it or should we stick with it? Me and my bass player talked about it because me and him pretty much the one that started it and. He was like, "No, let's just stick with it, dude." And I was like, "So that's that's what that's where we at right now with Paris County Line, doing a lot of great things." Well, and that's pretty awesome for a lot of our listeners out there that don't know kind of the the backstory. There, Louisiana has parishes. Every other state in the U.S. has counties. Louisiana does not have counties; they have parishes. So that's why that's why they came out with the parish Paris County Line. That's exactly right. Yeah, I get a lot of people that ask me, you know, what, you know, what, what parish, if you're in Louisiana, they always want to know what parish you're in. And I'm like, I'm from Mississippi. And they're like, so what, what parish are you in? Like, we don't have parishes. We have counties in Mississippi. <laughs> the rest of the world has counties, not parishes. Well, I now rest my head in Iberville Parish on the north, the north end of it. So, uh, <laughs> right outside of Baton Rouge, uh, about 12 miles west going toward Lafayette, right before you get on that big long basin bridge. That's where I, that's where I, uh, Lay my head, and I married a girl from Marigold, and we built a house out here in Rosedale, Louisiana. So, but it's not that far from Baton Rouge, you know. So I'm always, you know, I work out of Baton Rouge, and we all do still got full time jobs. But you know, it's, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to have to end eventually. End up where we're going to have to hit the road. So I don't, I don't know if I am looking forward to that, or you know, especially with kids and a wife. And but uh, something's going to have to happen, but. But whatever it is, man, I'm just going to go with the flow. That's what we've always done. That's what that's how we've got to where we've gotten now. That's pretty cool. I mean, if you can, yeah, it is. if you can take this and move it to that level, man, that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I know, Jeremy, you were up in Nashville not too long ago, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. My wife and I, we went up there on our anniversary trip. We that was actually one of our honeymoon stops and. We hadn't been back. Well, she went back with a with a bachelorette trip, and I hadn't been back since her and I went up there on our honeymoon. So we decided to make us a little trip up there. And and uh, my wife has kind of come from a music family. She does some singing as well, and her grandfather actually recorded some records. I think it was back in the 70s in Nashville, and we got to go tour one of the recording studios that he recorded some records at, and I got to look at all the equipment. I was pretty amazed by that. They don't really do tours. But she had actually got in touch with them, heck, I think it was about a month or two before we went up there. And she she called them and told them, look, 
you know, Donnie Smith, my grandfather, he recorded some records up there and it was, it would be special to her if she could go and see where he recorded. So she had a couple, I guess he had, you know, several copies of the records and she actually took them a couple of copies of the records that he produced there and a couple of pictures he had from the recording studio. I think it was Sun, um, no, it was Hilltop Records, uh, recording yeah. studios is what yeah, it was. And um, so we went up there and they were able to give us a tour. It's pretty, pretty neat. First time I'd ever been in a recording studio. My wife, she does some singing and, and all that. So it's pretty cool for, for me. And man, I've always loved to be around music my whole life. It's just kind of something I always go to. So it was, it was pretty cool seeing that and hearing a bunch of local talent up there. And man, it's just unbelievable that the amount of talent that is in that town that you don't hear on the radio, but man, it's people just as good. And every one of them little, little honky tonks up there that you can sit there and listen to somebody like, man, why is this guy not on the radio? <laughs> That's why I, ne- I never had really uh, even thought about moving to Nashville because I wrote up there, you know, I've been up there a lot, but, uh, you know, just seeing all the talent up there that's actually trying to make it, man, it's like unbelievable. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay down here. You know, if Nashville <laughs> finds me, I, I'll be right here in Rosedale. But until then, I'm just going to keep playing and singing along down here in South Louisiana and Mississippi. And, you know, there's no there you go. Now we, we've gotten we've gotten to where we've gotten pretty regional now. So, uh, but, yeah, we got we got some great things happening, man. Uh well, dude, you know, we're about going, two years ago. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to throw this out there real quick. If you really want to sound really good, you could let Jeremy and I come and back up sing for you, and we can <laughs> really help you sound way better. Make you shine. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you got to have that old bad penny next to the shiny penny just so you know which one's the new one. Uh, yeah, we can. Hey man, anytime you want to come, just let me know. I'm, I'll set you. I'll set you up a mic. Yeah. I ain't gonna promise it's gonna be plugged in. It won't know. be on. That's that's kind of what I was figuring there. Yeah, it won't be quite I hot. Gotta, but I, I throw this out on a on a podcast we did. It's actually one of our first podcasts that Jacob and I did outside of ourselves. We was we had Jeffrey Nunnery on, and he was playing a little gig there in Macomb, and I've known Jeffrey pretty much my whole life, and. We uh, he he taught me into coming up and and singing a part of a song, and uh, it was Dirt Road Anthem. It was Jason Aldean version, and he taught me into 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 singing a little bit of it. And I do then. I'm like, man, this is not my calling right here. I can just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> yeah, he said it's the response from him was not. <laughs> The response he got for singing was not the same that Big Jeff got, so it was uh it was clear to tell which one was actually the star and which one was was not. So, no doubt, everybody took advantage of whenever I got up there. They took advantage of you know going to get a drink, going to get, go to the bathroom or something like that. They didn't they didn't hang around <laughs> to, to hear my part of it. All right, now Derek, you were starting to you said two years ago. Yeah, uh, two years ago we were playing. A show at the uh, at the bottom of the at, at the PMAC actually outside of Tiger Stadium and uh, and we you know we I, I just ain't, I'm, I'm not gonna lie when I tell y'all this guys me and the boys we're beer drinkers and when we when we play music that's exactly what we have on that stage is beer and uh, we were sit you know, we were sitting uh, playing some music and outside and right before a game and and it had we took a break and I had said something about Bud Light being our unofficial sponsor and just joking around. And then I had somebody come up to me and press me. And uh, he said, Hey, man, uh, he said, I wouldn't mind getting, 
getting together with you guys and uh, maybe setting up a meeting. And it was actually the local distributor of Bud Light in Baton Rouge called Mocker Beverage. And he said, set up a meeting about maybe giving uh, sponsoring you guys. And I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, man, that's good. And so I didn't really pay, you know, think nothing of it. And so I went back and I told my manager, and I was like, look, man, some guy came up to me wanting to wanting to to see about sponsoring us with Bud Light. And uh, he goes, well, did you get his name? I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't get his name. <laughs> so he was like, what? And uh, I was like, yeah, well, I didn't. I said, but I'm, I'll, I'll ask around and. So finally, we ended up we ended up finding out who it was, and we set up a meeting, and uh, you know, we talked around the table, and and we told them they just I, they just loved what we were doing, they loved what they saw on the stage, and we were drinking Bud Lights, and and uh, so they ended up giving us a, a, a sponsorship, and then about six months later, they was loving what we were doing. We were playing the venues, and the venues were selling out of Bud Light, and we were pushing it. And we you know we had signs and everything. So they they got Anheuser Busch St. Louis, Missouri involved, and about six months later we signed a, a contract with with uh, Anheuser Busch and uh, and regionally and actually nationally too. I mean wherever we go, and you know they they help us out in any way they can. And man, I tell you what, if them, them guys, the relationships we build with them and and then it's like a family. And they they trying to push us to the limit and as much as they can. And we've had some great shows with them. We've played at Bayou Country Superfest and Tiger Stadium, and we just got back from a show and and uh, at the end of July, or it might have been August, uh, at Key West, Florida, and with Jake Owen and and uh, just the things we've gotten to do with them and that opportunity we had just by saying that one little thing at Bud Light's our unofficial sponsor, man. And it just, it's just pretty much changed our lives, and and, uh, and we couldn't be more grateful for that. So that's just a little short story to show you what you know where we are as far as like sponsorships and stuff like that. But uh, now, did they? You say unofficial sponsor? Did they? When they know that you're at a venue and y'all are selling out venues, you know, have they started bringing an extra truck or two parking in the parking lot just to, you know, make sure that the venue doesn't run oh, out? Oh yeah, or? they they do make sure the week before, especially if it's around here, uh, that they they're, that they're actually responsible for. They uh they actually they they've not they've learned to 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 give the bar or make sure the bar has extra Bud Light. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. They saw it at the Texas Club. We played a show. One time, and they sold uh, they sold completely out of Bud Light, and that night, that same night, they sold twenty nine Coors Lights. So, uh, but it, so the, they wow. see that man, and when they see that, they just love it, and we love it, and we're helping them. They're helping, they're helping us, and it's just become a great relationship. And uh, we like to drink beers and 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 play music, and it's just what's become fun to us, man. And you know, we don't get too carried away with it, but we just like to do like to do what we do, bro. And we actually got a song on our. On an NCP called Bud Light, and uh, we were never recorded in Nashville, and and I, I I fell in love with the song. Actually, I, that's the only one on the album that I did not write. So my uh, friend of mine named CJ Solar and a couple other guys from Nashville wrote that song, and he said, "Man, I can't think of no better guys to give this to see to you know present this song to." And then y'all and I heard it. And I was like, "Yeah, I need to do that. Let's do it again and again and again." I was like, "Dude, I, I really like this song." So. We ended up cutting it and putting it on our on our on our latest album. Now, Derek, how many albums do y'all have out now? Well, we really, I mean, 
a lot a lot of what people are doing these days and you know and it, especially for real estate it's kind of ep and it's, a, it's it's like instead of going and you know like back in the days and music's changed so much with this with this you know the computers and the internet and the you know all this stuff back like it was back in the day but but a lot of these uh the bands are are, are shortening up like so our first one we recorded in gonzales louisiana and it had five songs on it, and our second one recorded in Nashville, and it's also got five songs on it. So I mean, you go to do, you go to spend the money, you know, if you're not signed by a record label, and you go to spend the money to record this whole album with eleven or twelve songs on it, and only one of them, you know, only one of them's popular, you know, you just wasted a whole bunch of time and money. So a lot of people, the way you buy songs now, you can buy a song one piece at a time, you know, through iTunes, you know, wherever you get your music. So. uh that's what a lot of people are doing now. So we've actually have two EP, two five song EPs available for purchase on any anywhere you get your music. So our our, uh, our latest one is called Blame It On Jones. If you want, if, if anybody, all any of the listeners want to look it up, uh, Parish County Line, Blame It On Jones. You type that in, and I'm sure you'll be able to get it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, Derek, what I'd like to do for just just a little while, kind of kind of back up and tell us. You know your childhood growing up. You know, you obviously you're you're a hunter just like we are. Kind of talk us through that. How you got got involved in the outdoors and kind of how that, I guess, really outdoors developed you into your music career. Kind of give us the backstory of of Derek Chipley, I guess. Well, then, like I told you, uh, I grew up right on the state line, and my grandpa, I, I can't remember exactly how many acres. I think it was around 600 around there. Jacob knows exactly where it's at. Uh, Beaver Creek, right there. And uh, so, I mean, we had all the hunting and fishing that we wanted in, right there. And, and, and man, we just grew up hunting. I mean, Daddy put us on a stand and when we were kids. And, I mean, that's just what, that's what, just what you did when you lived around Liberty, Mississippi, is you hunted and you fished. And today, I, I wish I could hunt and fish more than I do. I really do. And uh, I do hunt as much as I can. And, and the, you know, when, when I'm not playing music, but just about every weekend we, we're playing. But, uh but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much of a much of a great story to tell you other than we grew up hunting and fishing, and and lo- I still love to do it to this day, and I'm, I'm gonna raise my boys to, to love to do it, and I mean, it's just a great. More today, I get on a stand just to get away from the noise and the, and you know, I don't really care what walks out. If, to be honest with you, I, if I don't see anything, I'm happy. I'm just out there, and. Uh, but man, we had a great hunting and fishing back in back in Liberty, Mississippi, where where we grew up, and uh, wouldn't change it for the world where I grew up, dude. To be honest with you, so uh, well, I like as far that. as like having a great story to tell you, stories and everything, you know, just you know, we kill a deer here and there, and catch a fish here and there, but we was out there doing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, but how oh, much yeah. of growing up in the country affects the songs that you write or the way that you? You know the way you present yourself. I mean, you know, when, oh, dude, one hundred percent. That's a, I mean, that's that's like what I tell you. I mean, I grew up in a in a strict in a strict home, and uh, you know, so I didn't. I really wasn't what too wild, with, you know, growing up. And that's how all them good old country songs, like like you know, Merle and all them. They all talked about all them how wild they were and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really have anything to talk about, Jacob, other than than outdoor stuff. You know, with a Sitting by a campfire at a deer camp, hunting, fishing. Uh, I got a song called Back Roads on our first album that, that was on the radio that hit it up hit it up pretty well around the region around here in Baton Rouge and, and uh you know, just that's a, that's pretty much 
We'll see a lot Basically, of folks. All our stuff is beer drinking and uh, campfires and, and, and deer camps and hunting and and that's that's pretty much what it is. Well, Derek, we've talked on it here a couple of times that uh, you know that's kind of how we came up with this idea. That's how we've come up with a lot of ideas over the years. Some really good ideas, some not so good ideas. Most of them all were real fun either way, but you know, sitting around a campfire or I don't know, do y'all swing a loop or throw a loop when you hit the back roads? You know, we always say we're going to go throw a loop. Uh, that mean everybody jump in the truck and let's go ride through some back roads and check stuff out. And uh, you Yeah, know, we didn't really was, throw it anything, but just hop in the truck. We always said that we're going to make the big loop. Oh, there you go, yeah. You know, I, I've heard it a lot of different ways over the years, but, you know. And, and I tell you what, that was some fun times, though, man. Uh, oh, I man, I wouldn't trade world, that man. stuff for nothing. You know, the friends oh, you made, man. you know. You said earlier your your relationship with the Bud Light guys, uh, you know, has kind of become like family. We talk about relationships on here all the time, you know, through hunting and fishing or social media stuff or, you know, something we're doing with Delta Waterfowl or something we're doing on the side. You know, you make a connection, make a friendship, and you never know where that's going to lead. You never, you never know, man. You never know who's who's going to be there. And, I mean, I've gotten to meet, as far as the Bud Light guys, I mean, I've gotten to meet the, uh, one of the main guys responsible for all the commercials that you used to see with Budweiser, Bud Light. And he's rode on the bus with us. He's, you know, he's come out to one of our shows. He's hung out with us. And, I mean, just remarkable the people that you're going to meet and the relationships that we gained through this Bud Light thing. And one of the, the main guys that's responsible for for getting us on at, at Bud is um, – Mr. Chris Davison, man, he's he's from around uh, Toledo Bend area, and, and he's you know grew up in the country, and he's just like us. So when he when he saw us on that stage that day, he's like, man, those I, I want to be a part of what those guys are doing, and and he jumped in there and, and he made it happen. And he, and you know I've I've talked to some guys that work on work for him, and he said, man, he said, Doug, he said, Chris Davis wants to see y'all make the big time, and he's not gonna stop till it happens. So I mean. And the stuff that has happened is uh, is just remarkable. The, the many things that we've got, and I'm sure we'll touch base on some of that later. But just like you know, just the friends that you make, the if you're living good, clean life, and, and and you know, it's not all about the drugs and all that stuff out there, man. It's just the friends that you make, and, and doing the things that you do, growing up the way you are in the country, you just can't beat it. Jacob, to be honest with you, you can't beat it, and you know that. Oh yeah, look, I'm wanting to know how cool is it to play at the PMAC on game day? Well, we actually play. It is. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, the the cool the cool show that we've ever had was inside Tiger Stadium at Bike Country Superfest, but but we actually got to play inside the PMAC for the Kentucky LSU basketball game during halftime. It was about. 13,000 people in there and uh we played three songs and that was a pretty cool venue but i mean it's all those all that stuff is great man i mean it's just like the the things we get to do is 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 remarkable and we're very 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 thankful and blessed and uh and it's you just can't beat it man to be honest with you it's a lot of fun a lot of dreams coming true and uh how bad how big was that place rocking during that ball game with 13,000 people in that venue Oh yeah, I mean we especially played <laughs> we played Toilet Van Rouge, which is the song that they always play in Tiger Stadium, and, and we we played that last. We played one of ours and a couple. We played a George Strait song, and uh, then we played. We ended with Colin Baton Rouge, and to hear those people say, you know, 
uh, in Louisiana, just screaming out. It was just great, man. It was like chills running down. Did you, know, you even like need it's, to sing or just like keep playing the music? I'm going to bet that they were singing it that you really didn't even have to sing. They probably had it word for word. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, especially when you play them good old country songs like we do. Uh, I love singing those ones where you could just start it start it off and then they just take off with it. And hopefully one day, hopefully one of my songs or one of our songs will get will be the same way, man. And, and, and it has gotten that way, you know, recently. Not as much as the you know the old popular ones from old George and all that, but I mean just to hear people sing back your own personal songs is is a is a feeling that it makes you think that all the time and mo- and money and the time spent away from family it's all worth it you know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I know, I know from looking at it, you know, you're talking about the old songs. You know, they didn't happen overnight either. So you know, it, it's been years and years of people hearing the songs and falling in love with the songs and you know all of that takes time and y'all are definitely headed in the right direction no doubt i mean i know i downloaded some of the songs today just to listen to them and i've listened to a bunch of them over the years but tell us tell us some of the places you've been playing man let's hear some of it well we uh we got we got a big show coming up this weekend with mr lane hardy the american idol winner and, it, you know, Lane won American Idol. Lane's a great guy. His family's, awesome. his family's unbelievable. We've become really, really good friends with him. And uh, and when Lane was coming up before he was on Idol, we used to, uh, we'd let him get up there and he'd come sing a couple songs with us and, and at our shows and at Texas Club. And, and, you know, got to where we got to where we were selling out the Texas Club and and uh, doing great things there and and he came up to sing a song with us and a couple songs with us and then we played the bulls bands and barrels thing at gonzalez and lamar dixon and he came up and played a song with us and then he he got he went to american idol and uh well actually that was after his first time on american idol so he made the top 50 the first time on american idol and then he uh the, ne- the next time he got on he actually he won it so uh won the whole thing so now it's kind of like saturday we're opening up for lane and uh when he, but when he's just some, it goes to show you how much things can change in the music industry because he was singing songs with us at our shows and now we're opening it up for him. But we're very blessed to be able to do that too. So, uh, but the relationship we built with him was good. But like I said, man, the, the Tiger Stadium uh, this past this past spring or May was one of the one of the biggest shows that we had and biggest opportunities that we've got to do. And you know, we've opened up for for acts like uh, Tracy Lawrence and Mark Chestnut and. Travis Tritt and uh, Lone Star and Aaron Lewis and you see, I, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them that I'll probably even forget. And some of the newer acts today we've opened up for, and uh, you know, Al Dean was at that show and and uh, at, at Tiger Stadium, and you, you know, the great. It's been some great, great places that we've got to play, man. I, I, I really can't. It's been so many of them throughout the years. I can't even remember all of them, but uh, we got some great things happening. Uh, some stuff in the works. And uh, I'm trying to get. To, I'm about to actually taking a a week off next week to go sit at the deer camp and write some more songs. I'm, my goal is a song a day while I'm off. So uh, working on the next on the next record. So so that's what's going on right now. You're headed to the deer camp to go write songs. That's it. Yeah, that might fall into the country world. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I that's had, exactly where I'm going. You, you didn't head to the studio. To you headed to the deer camp where you could get a little peace and quiet and. And kick back exactly. and really, really let your mind 
work and move around and maybe get a little inspiration and i'm gonna split i'm gonna, I'm gonna write a song and if i get if i get writer's block i'm gonna get up and split a little firewood and do a little work and uh as i was gonna work the next next week for five days if it ain't too hot well let me know <laughs> if you get hung up too much i'll fix to start planting ryegrass so if you need a little tractor time i can put you in the put you in the <laughs> mode there too but i hear you <laughs> the uh no man, y'all y'all got a lot of cool things going on. Now tell me this: Do you still do you have star shock every once in a while? Do you see somebody and just go, man, I've got to go talk to that guy or to that gal? You know, what I mean, you're 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 building your name and your reputation, and you're becoming one of the stars. But do you still ever hit any of them that you're like, oh, yeah? I, I, oh, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, as far as like being star shock i don't i don't i don't believe i've ever really gotten that way and i just go with the flow if the opportunity comes up and i get a chance to to, to go on their tour bus or and, and talk with them uh, if it happens it happens if it don't you know i just go along with it and i've had some we've had some great great people that be really really good to us and you know we've also had a, not many but a few of them that that you know that wasn't but uh but you know i won't name any names but you know it, you know it is what it is and we've had some that that wasn't the first time as good to us as it were the second time. But uh, you know, as far as being star shock, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say star shock. You know, I you know, hang I used to hang out with Kevin Wyndham, the dirt bike racer, all the time and I used to see all these dirt bike racers and you know and so he he would always tell me like, you know, just don't go bombard them, don't go bombard them. But uh so that's kinda how, you know, I as far as like being around stars and stuff like that. Now I guarantee you if I if I saw Drew Brees I'd probably it'd probably be different. Drew Brees is my man, man. <laughs> Even though he's a hose a little bit, but if I saw Drew Brees, there's two people that I'd probably be starstruck. And it's Drew Brees and Dabo Sweeney. I, I want to meet those guys so bad. I don't know why. I guess they just because they're good guys and they they're good at what they do. I would say it's a pretty good combination. Oh yeah, definitely. That's funny. I saw a thing on Facebook just the other day. It was a guy sitting there staring at his hand, staring at his hand. I believe it was. He was like. I think I can donate this to Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the definitely. one the one I saw the other day I liked the best. The guy had his thumb electrical tape to his hand, and he said, "If Drew's got to be like this for three months, I can do it too." Is that? I saw a group of people like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a little more diehard. I mean, I remember back years ago. Now I'm older than both of y'all, but you know, I remember the brown paper bags. In New Orleans, Everybody's, yeah, you know, I mean, it, so to go from that mindset to when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago to, you know, now it's just, you know, die hard again. It's it's nice to see. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of professional football myself anymore. I, I do try to pick up the Saints, you know, just because they're our local team. But, uh, you know, it's just a. Uh, and it all started with Drew, man. It, it really mm-hmm. all it all started with Drew when he when he came. And that's when it all started turning around, and you know the whole Katrina thing, and and then when they when they started winning and, and and being actual contenders in the playoffs, you know that's what started making it so great. And then I mean everybody's just so Saints wild around here now; it's, it's like ridiculous. And when Drew got hurt the other day, it was just like a heartbreaker. But oh you yeah, know, it was like uh, a... hopefully he'll bounce back. You know, within a couple, you know, a couple of weeks, four or five, six weeks. And, uh, well, they played pretty good last Sunday. Uh, maybe, you know, I, mean, I know they always play better. Get to the playoffs, maybe he can take over, and we. We'll win that Super Bowl like they think we were going to do, you know. <laughs> we can only hope. That's well, the, exactly right, man. You were talking about not, you know, 
maybe not being so starstruck and you just, you said you know y'all run into some folks that are really good to you and some that are a little little bit different sometimes and I think back a good friend of mine in Wichita Falls Texas when I lived up there he had his own band and that Graham Central Station was kind of like the Texas club up there yes. and he would open up for different bands you know he would he would start off the show for them and help get the crowd warmed up and one of the ones who is now I won't name names but they they have been big for quite a while when they set up their drum set the drummer was very adamant that he did not want his drum set touched they were to not play on it well the stage wasn't really big enough for rick and them's drummer to set up his drums independently so it was a it was a big rigmarole there for a while and finally the guy consented he's like if you won't touch my drums you can use them, okay? You know, but don't adjust anything. Don't, I don't want you to change the height of my chair. You just play it the way it is. I don't want you yeah. tweaking or fooling with anything. Well, their drummer at the time was named Billy, Wild Bill. Wild Bill took it upon himself to tweak every single thing on there. I mean, <laughs> there was not a top hat, a snare, the chair. I think he even moved the guy's stick holder to the other side. I mean, he twi- <laughs> he was like, if he's going to act like that, I will have all the fun I can change. So while Bill completely rearranged the guys, I, I think they were 30 minutes over tinkering with it in between set or in between groups coming on. Yeah, he had just, to fix it all back. <laughs> just trying to get it back. It was like, I bet he's not quite that, you know, I guess buttholish is a nice way of saying that on, the ra- on here, but uh, – I bet the next time he goes, either he will never allow anybody else to ever use his again, or he will be a little bit nicer about it. And like, guys, you know, just, you know, tweak it as minimal as you can. I appreciate it. You know, let's yeah. have, let's yeah, all have a man. good time. I mean, that's, the, that's the one thing about, uh, about PCL, man. Uh, you know, all, the guys that, that play with me and I mean, we all grew up in the same way. And, 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 you know, we all, we, I mean, you want to play on our drum set. You, that's just what you're going to do. If you want to play my guitar, if you're, you know, I mean, I have people all the time. I mean, the guys that open up for us, and and I'm like, dude, you just use my setup. That way, with that way, it's easier on the sound guy. Y'all ain't got to swap after, you know. I say, if you want to use my mic, you can use my. It don't matter to me, you know. That's just the way we all are. I mean, the, the 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 way we are, and is I think is a lot to do with how far we've come. Because people, it's like, and it's all about building a brand, and and you know, people have fell in love with just not us musically, not our music, but just the way the way we we are, you know, the way way we treat people, uh, the things we that we've gotten to do as far as a band and like singing to uh, the children, the kids at the children's hospital all over the lake here in Baton Rouge. Last was one of the greatest things I did last Christmas, and we walked down the halls, and it was three of us on guitars, and we sang. Christmas songs to these kids, and they just they come out, and it, the 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 glows on their faces, and and uh and we had them a present, and we had a we had a guy local radio guy who's who's got a big old Santa looking beard, and he came with us, and uh and he played Santa Claus, and uh for that day, and and we just had such a great time, man, just to be able to do those things like that. That's what that's what it's all about for us, and uh and and I, I'll never. I'll never say anything different. You can ask me a hundred times, and I'll never say anything different. And uh, that's what we look forward to doing. And I'm looking forward to going back. They got a brand new children's hospital here in Baton Rouge, and that's what we just played for their grand opening of it 
uh, a couple Sundays ago, and we had a we had a long weekend, like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, out of town. I think we played in we played uh, Thursday in Baton Rouge, then we went to Austin, Texas, played a show in Austin Friday, and then we played another show in Austin Saturday, and then we drove all the way back to Baton Rouge for Sunday evening to play that, and then we had to all go back to work Monday morning. But uh, but it was just to be able to do that and. I can't wait to be able to walk those halls again and play for those kids uh, during Christmas time. I've been looking forward to it all year. So who does the driving when y'all are hitting all those road trips? Well, we actually just started hiring. Uh, we hired a guy, and we got a guy named named Michael, and he uh, he just we just started. We just hired him, and he's he was he's been a truck driver for a while, and uh, he he drives us. And then we're looking. We actually looking kind of halfway looking for a for a new bus for a bus right now we've actually been blessed to have people let us use their motorhomes and uh and, and stuff like that as of right now but uh we're looking for kind of looking for a bus right now get us around from point a to point b but uh hopefully we'll start doing a little more traveling and doing a lot more uh regional stuff got a, got a busy busy fall coming up well, and uh Derek, when y'all first started crazy. traveling Tell us, you know, I mean, I know everybody always wants to hear and you see on the movies, you know, when the when the country music starts, you know, it's a it's a car or, you know, old beat up pickup truck. You know, how how did y'all when y'all first started? I know y'all played a lot of local, but when y'all first started kind of branching out, did y'all did y'all have to you said you had to. I was it was caravans and and, and equipment in the back of vehicles with tarps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we, we, we when we signed that contract with with uh bud light that was one of the things they wanted to do for us was buy us a trailer so we bought us a trailer from right there from dustin weston in woodville and uh they put a bunch of decals on it and our logos and their logos and that's that's actually what we use now but uh but yeah dude it was it's really roughing it you know uh you know staying in staying in hotels and 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 driving driving your personal vehicle is basically what it is uh, but now we've got to where when we take long trips, we all we get a we we get a motorhome involved in uh, in some kind of way, and that helps out you know tremendously. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Especially if y'all got somebody that can drive, and y'all can you know rest up or work on something new material or anything y'all are trying to plan out. And oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's like. And it's a lot of fun because you always look forward to it. when you're when you're when you're coming up. You always like, man, I want to get on the road. I want to hit a bus, and and it's actually it's actually a lot of fun. Dude. I mean, I know that it probably gets tiring. We don't really hit the road that that much right now, but we're working on it and uh, really looking forward to it. I hope it you know I hope it happens. So, uh, but if it don't, we're gonna be we're gonna continue to do what we do, and we're gonna I have to go back on a bar stool just for the case that I'm gonna play music till I, my arthritis gets too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, how did you how did you get into music? I mean, was it a family deal, or is it something you took upon yourself? Yeah, pretty or, much, man. I had their, uh, music runs in my family on both sides, really. Uh, you know, my mom plays the piano and sings very, very well, and my older brother Justin and uh, he actually's been in the music, and he is very, very talented and uh, been playing in the churches and, and stuff. And you know, he's been a minister since he was eighteen years old. He's been leading, you know, worship music in church and all all of his, pretty much all of his life. And we did it when we were growing up in the youth groups and in church and stuff like that. And uh, it's pretty much where, where it started, man. And we started playing, uh, Daddy raised us on bluegrass music and, and uh, 
he bought us guitars and bought Justin a mandolin, and I played guitar. My older brother played mandolin. He bought my little brother Cody a fiddle, but he didn't really uh, – he didn't, Cody, I don't think Cody really liked being in front of people too much. I don't, he still don't. And uh, But Cody can actually play guitar a little bit. And uh, just took off from there. Went around playing little church venues and then uh, bluegrass festivals here and there. And then when we come up growing as teenagers, we got into the you know church worship scene. And and then when I got uh, – I went to Southwest Mississippi Community College and I met a group of guys there and started playing some rock music like old Creed and – and fuel and nickelback and all that stuff and got into playing that stuff kind of stuff and uh kind of parted ways with that and uh moved down here to baton rouge and uh wanted to get back into it and started playing you know met met some guy met a guy i mean him started playing acoustic and walk-ons and some place you know some venues like that and, and just kind of got to the point where i was like i just want to start my, my own band and i want to play 80s and 90s country music that's exactly what I want to do. So that's exactly what we did, and uh, here we are with Parish County Line right now. That's awesome, man. I know a lot of a lot of people. You know, they're they're influenced by family and and all that. And that's uh, I know a bunch of people that's kind of led them into that. And I don't know if that was your story or not, but that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, you know, I got a lot of. I know I've, I've heard through the grapevine that. Um, we got some famous people in the family like that I'm distantly kin to, like Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Mickey Gilly and, and stuff like that. So it kind of runs, you know, deep into the family and uh, on both sides. So, uh, so it's, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to have it in me. But I would so say that's a pretty good a background right there. If you're related to Mickey Gilly and Jerry Lee Lewis, wow. Yes, and old Jimmy Swagger. Don't you can't forget Jimmy. He, uh, but Jimmy's very Jimmy Swagger's very talented too, man. Uh, but man, yeah, I mean, I don't know even know where, how I'm related to him or how distant cousin they are. But I, somebody people has told me that that I am related to him. So, and you know, being able to have that in your family, it's, it's, your odds are pretty good. You know? <laughs> pretty pretty good pretty good pedigree, if I had to say. Exactly. <laughs> No doubt, man. So what do y'all have? You know, I know you, you spoke about, you know, uh, opening up for Lane now, kind of reversing roles there. But what do y'all have coming up that you're you're able to share, go and put out? You know, is there anything you're able to tell as far as the, the future for Parish County Line? Well, to be honest with you, I I know there's there, there's some big things happening and there's some big things in the works. But I would literally have to pull up my calendar to look and tell you that because – with the kids and 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 still having a full time job, I really can't think about what's coming up. I, I I live my life week by week. I'm so busy. Uh, you know, I, I look at on Monday. I say, okay, what do I got coming up this week? What shows do I got coming up this weekend? And I prepare for that. And I so I really don't even know to be to be honest with you, Jake. But I have to pull up. I'd have to pull up the band calendar on my phone. <laughs> but it sounds like maybe I wish like I you're going to tell you something cool. Like I'm I'm going to the Grand Ole Opry, but that ain't happening. It doesn't doesn't sound like you're too far away from having to have somebody schedule stuff for you. Well, that that does happen. That's why I'm saying uh, that's why I don't really know. So, <laughs> you don't know the schedule. Somebody knows yeah, the schedule. Just you somebody don't know knows it. Somebody knows it. And I actually got it on my phone, but uh, I'd have to I'd have to look it up and tell you. I don't. As far as like anything, I know we got. I'd have to sit here and think about it. Uh, we got a big show at Walk-Ons coming up for the uh, LSU Florida game. Uh, that was a big time 
show last year that we did, uh, there was about 5,500 people out there with the Georgia game when we beat Georgia last year, and, and that was a very, very cool night. Ended up being a record record for sales at walk-ons that, that night. And, uh, and well, so we got the Florida game coming up. Uh, I think we may be traveling to Tuscaloosa to play at a venue over there when we play Alabama. A lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of the stuff, yeah. We uh we doing is uh you know it involves around football in the fall, but uh, other than that, uh, traveling wise, we got a, a show and uh, at the you might even know is it the Washington Parish Fair? Yeah. Fra- uh, yeah, Fra- Franklin's in Louisiana. Frank- huh? Yeah, yeah, yes, Franklin's that's in exactly Louisiana. The Franklin Fair, I think that's what we got. Yeah. This is our first year there, and uh, that's that's they say that's a very very big. Big, pretty big fair and, and uh they got some big acts that come through there and i even forgot the guy that we're opening up for for that uh forgot his name but he's pretty big in nashville yeah i've, so, I've heard i've been kind of my family deal was going that every year and man i've heard some i've heard some big names there my i said i guess probably most recently i hadn't been in several years but remember hearing justin moore there uh, of course frank foster i've heard him a time or two there but man that's a that's an awesome place to play yeah, we uh, we've uh, we played with Frank. We've opened for Frank, and uh, and one of the one of the main ones that I, I really enjoy, and he's absolutely killing today. And we've opened up for him twice, and there's a possibility that it could happen again pretty very soon. Is Mr. Cody Johnson? I don't know if you guys ever listened to Cody Johnson, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, he, yeah, he is he is unreal, and uh, just I, I'm excited. I'm ho- I'm hoping we get to do it again. And Cody was very 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 nice to us. And, uh, so looking forward to maybe doing that again with him. But, uh, but uh, that's, you know, I think there's a lot of other stuff in the works and, and, and on schedule, but I'd have to pull it up, guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this whole work, work thing still going and during the week and, uh, and kids and raising kids and. I was like, Cody, if you're married, uh, if yours is like mine, I, I don't always know my schedule until I'm told my schedule. So. Exactly. You know, exactly. My wife will spring things on me, and I'm like, whoa, 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 where, where did that come from? She's like, I sent you a text. No, no, you didn't. And then I can look back and go, oh, yeah, you did. Okay, uh, my bad. Exactly right. And between three kids playing ball and, you know, everything else that we do, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up in the I morning and I'll, I'll just get started. To go mm, no, you got to have priorities, brother. <laughs> that's right you gotta that have exactly priorities right. the uh you know i'll, I'll leave peewee football practice and head to the woods or uh you know and a lot of times by living here in liberty you know you said it earlier you know when you're down in liberty you you spend a lot of time hunting and fishing there's not a lot of extracurricular around here to do no you know when we all, were growing up all. you you played sports and you hunted and you fished i mean you, you got to go to town and maybe go watch a movie every once in a while or go to the mall uh, and that was, you know, as a kid, that was a big outing. But most of the times you just ease down to the pond and threw a hook in the water or you, you crawled up in a deer stand or you grabbed a shotgun and went looking for a squirrel or, you know, there was always exactly something right. to do. You know? I'll tell, tell you a little story. Like we went to uh, Mississippi State this, this past weekend and played a show for the uh, Sigma Chi fraternity. And, and, uh, and, man, those guys over there, I mean – they do it right when it comes to throwing a party. And and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, I, I said, I said, man, I, 
man, these guys are like, because well, we played for Turner's LSU, but it was, I mean, it wasn't nothing like, you know, nothing like this. Man. I mean, these guys had just lights going everywhere, smoke. I mean, just, and I was like, you know, these, these guys don't really have no, or like you were talking about, like extracurricular activities going on out, you know, in Starkville. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? So like Baton Rouge, you know, these guys, I mean, I mean, these guys just go, they do two things. They either, they either going to school, they either hunting, they fishing around there, or they, or they throwing a party. So, I mean, I, we had such a blast over there. And, uh, man, they treated us great. And, uh, I, we can't wait to go back. We actually got some talks for the spring parties over there and, I can't wait to get back. It's a lot of fun. Well, see, I graduated from Mississippi State, so John Star National Forest. At one point, I knew an awful lot about it. I bet you did. Because I mean, like you say, I mean, <laughs> when you when you were there, in huh? school, you either you were either at school or you were in the woods somewhere doing something. Uh, exactly. I know you're an LSU guy, but I'm gonna just throw a hell state in there on my end. Oh, there you go, Tigers. And, oh, uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm married. I married an LSU fan, and uh, so I, I share both worlds there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I grew up on, like I said, I grew up on that state line, and uh, you know, my mom was from uh, uh, Zach uh, Slaughter, Louisiana, that close exactly. So, I mean, well, I grew up an LSU fan, so I, I you know, LSU is dear to my heart. But I mean, I, I like Mississippi State too, man. I, I, I really loved, liked it when I lived up there for about three years and then traveled on down to Hattiesburg lived there for a little while. I've done it all. Well, Derek, we, so, we so get, before, before we let you go and kind of getting toward the end of the show here, what's your prediction on the LSU Alabama game? I got to hear it. Who man. I, man, that's hard to say, dude. I, I, <laughs> that's I, one of those you really don't want to be hung up in. <laughs> I, I really – it's hard to say. I I, I I got a good feeling we may come out with a victory, but if the defense don't don't turn around – I mean, the defense don't tighten up and play as well as the offense, it's going to be tough. To, it's going to be tough to beat Nick Saban, you know, because he's – no matter how good your offense is, uh, Nick Saban always, you know, finds a way to shut, shut you down. I mean, it's just the way he is. He's a good coach and uh, – you know, my, my buddies all rip me all the time. Yeah, you praise Nick Saban, you praise Nick Saban. I'm like, well, man, the dude's good. That's all I got to say, you know. Yeah, I mean, I he won Brad, some Brad he won Payton, some national championships at LSU, too. So. You know, but he, he, he's good. So, I mean, if you're good, you're good. And, and you know, Nick's, he, his record shows it. And uh, so, I mean, I, I really think we got a good chance if we all if we play on both sides of the ball like we've been playing on offense, uh, you know, that we, we would, we're pretty much unstoppable. So, uh, oh, I, I think it's going to be a great game, man. I'm I looking too, forward buddy. to that one. Well, Derek, do this. Before we get off of here, tell everybody where they can find you. Where can they find Parrish County Line at? Yeah, uh, you can go look us up on Facebook. Uh, we got a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, and I just, like I said, you can buy our, our, our records and our, our music on iTunes and, and uh, Google Play or wherever you get your music. And uh, we even got a Snapchat, but I don't know too much about that. Uh, at PCL Band, I think. At PCL Band, I think is what it is uh, on both on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but yeah, that's it, man. And uh, I don't. We did have a website at one time, but I think I think it actually went on. We didn't take care of it, so I think it went under. But we're about to we're about to get it back. <laughs> we're about to get it back, and uh, we got a lot of people helping us, and uh, got some new merchandise. 
uh, in the works right now. We used to have some, and it just got too busy with all of us. It's just a pain in the butt to keep up with, and we got behind on it. So we got some new merchandise, some new hats, some new shirts, some new koozies and stuff coming out, and uh, we will ha- we will have it all available to, to buy online when it's when it's ready, and you'll be able to find that on on Facebook and, and stuff like that. And hopefully we get a website built where we can uh, you can just go on that. And, and uh, we're supposed to have the Bud Light guys build us a website, but I don't know what happened to that either. I just <laughs> can't, right, I can't keep up with it all. Look, but, tell them as long so, as they uh, keep them cold, it'll be all right. Yeah, exactly right. All right, brother. Well, look, Derek, man, we appreciate you coming on today. Man, it's been awesome. It's been a great interview. Jeremy, you got anything else before we end out? No, Derek, appreciate you joining us, man. And everybody, we thank you for listening to this episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Thank you all, and God bless. God bless you all. Southern air, Lord, to make you feel alright. I got the windows down, I got the radio.